Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Welcome to the Crack House Chronicles, your favorite true crime podcast. I am Donnie, and with me is a man that wants to remind everyone that Christmas teaches us that it's okay to break into someone's house as long as you're leaving stuff. It's Dale. <laughs> That's right, if you can slide your narrow ass down that chimney. <laughs> yeah, just come on in and bring me some stuff. Bring, bring a big bag. Yeah, <laughs> your big sack. I was avoiding the sack, but go ahead. Yeah. I mean, Santa does have a sack, right? He's got a nice one. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know, dude. Oh, shit. What's going on, What's dude? going on? Oh, yeah, that got me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's going on with you? Um, same old, same old. Oh, yeah. We we got to have a shirt that says same old, same old. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, do, I'll get on that. Yeah, get on that and uh, just... Put it on the back. Same old, same old. Same old, same old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I love it. So I what love you it. been up to today? Uh, rock and rolling, working. Working in same old. Slave. Studying for a podcast. Ain't that the truth. Yeah. yeah. Trying to cram for this one. Cram and cram. Yeah. We study hard for you guys. I promise we do. We work hard on this. It don't sound like it, but we do. Yeah. We <laughs> really promise. do. We put a lot of damn time into this stuff. We do. Just, <laughs> just sit down and record for 45 minutes or so. Yeah. Yeah, we put a lot of we put a lot. We have to about triple or quadruple that, or even more. Oh, more than that. Yeah, yeah the studying. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, but anyway, it's fun. No, oh, I love it. You guys appreciate it. it seems like our download numbers are climbing up, so we appreciate y'all every we, damn one of you. We really do. That's right. You got any mentions or any shout outs you want to get into before we get started? Uh, yeah, I do have one actually. Um, we'd like to give a shout out to the Bringing Misty Copsy Home uh, Facebook page. We really appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, they they commented on some of our stuff, and you know, they said that uh, they will never give up or lose hope. And then uh, they said that uh, our show was uh, so very well done. And man, that just means a lot to us. Yeah, and we wanted to really help get the word out on Misty Copsy. That's right. So hopefully we can bring her home. Yeah, find out what happened to that kid. But yeah, that's pretty amazing. So uh, you, if you guys want to jump over to the Bringing Misty Copsy Home Facebook page and join up and see if you can help us out. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and if anybody wants to go to our merch store and get them a T-shirt, get you a hoodie, get you some kind of something cool to wear. That's right. If you go right now or right in here, time it's still in time uh, to get it for Christmas. Yeah. So it's, it's a good idea. That little window. Yeah. You should be able to be able to get it. Yeah, slide your sack right in there. Yeah. 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 And I'd like to jo- invite you guys to join up to our Patreon page. It is only five bucks a month. I mean, it's cheaper than a damn coffee cup. Yep. And it'll help us. Plus... Uh, we're going to do where we'll have a Zoom invite link on there. You guys can participate in a true crime chat. We can talk about anything you want to talk about. You can ask us anything. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about any cases you're interested in that we might could do. Or we can just do uh, 20 questions, just get a, get acquainted and have a good time. It don't yeah. have to be all serious all the time. Yeah. We appreciate everybody. Yeah. We'd like to get to know you guys, too. Yep. It's pretty cool. And if you can't do that, if you just want to go to Apple Podcast and leave a five-star rate and review 
write something in the box, tell us how you're doing, tell us your dog's name, <laughs> what you had for lunch. Whatever, yeah, make sure you put something in the box, because if you doesn't, it doesn't let us know who you are. Yeah. It just, uh, we'll see a, oh, wow, there's a star there, but. Nothing in the box. Right. So we don't have any, any idea who clicked that five star. No idea. Nope. <laughs> so if you just write something in the box, it notifies us, and we will give you a shout out. Yeah, and we appreciate everybody that does that. Yep. Other than that, dude, that's all I got. Well, I think uh, let's get into it. All right, we're going to get into our case this week. We didn't study for nothing. Yeah. And you know, like uh, last week on our episode with Jamie Hahn, we were in North Carolina. Yeah. Well, guess what? Uh, we're back. We're still in North Carolina on this episode. We're just going to run over the road a little bit. Yeah. We sort of hit a, a groove on this one. We're going to hit them bare hills. And we're going back to Boone, North Carolina. The last time we were in Boone, we did the, the Durham murders. Yeah, and that has been solved. Since it then. has been solved. So hopefully if we do this one, this one will be solved. Yeah. We're going to take credit for the other one anyway. A little bit of spoiler alert, <laughs> but yeah, the one we're doing today is unsolved. That's right. So hopefully, you know, we can keep some awareness on this story and keep it going and maybe find a resolution somewhere, dude. Yeah, the it's not quite as uh, violent as the other one, but it is definitely unsolved. It is definitely a rabbit hole. and Or 10. Yeah. So it's a pretty interesting case. It is. We're going to talk about it today. Let's do it, man. All right. Today, we're talking about a guy by the name of James Martin Roberts. Right. But he went by Martin, his middle name. Mm -hmm. And he was born on August 19th of 1996, and he hails from Kernersville, North Carolina. That's right. He was uh, described as a natural athlete and played a lot of sports there in high school, but... His yeah. main his main focus was soccer. Yeah, he was a soccer man. Yeah, he was really good at it too. He played it his whole life instead. So. Yeah. yeah, and was even named captain. Right. But Martin was described as funny, popular, and smart. Mm-hmm. And his parents are John and Kimberly, but they were divorced. But Martin remained close to both of them, and he was also close to his stepmom Abby and his half sister Nikki. Yes. But there in school, Martin had a, a girlfriend by the name of Kayla Shelton. Right. I think they met in elementary school or middle school. Yeah, I think they, it was, they met in middle school. Middle yeah. school, yeah. yeah Kernersville and, Middle School. And they were pretty good friends. And then I think in high school is when they sort of developed a little bit of a relationship. Right. Well, freshman year, they had actually had a biology class together. And uh, Kayla was not the biggest fan of science, so she kind of cheated off his papers, even though they were just friends at this time. And then by junior year, time I come around, that's when uh, romance started to bloom a little oh, bit. Oh, romance. Yeah. So, you know, and said, you know, he kind of went out of his way to make sure she was very happy, and they just always wanted the best for each other. Yeah. Now, senior year comes around, you know, this is when uh, he decided he's going to go off to college, so they always do the, we need to split up because I'm leaving to go away for college thing. Yeah. And uh, so they split up, and then, uh, but they remain friends now. Yeah. And then, but he went to the prom with another girl. Yeah. Which is kind of weird, but mm. anyway, but they kind of got back together before before college that year. He went to the beach with her with her family. I'm sure did. Yeah. During the summer. Mm-hmm. And uh, had a big time, and they kind of got a little serious at the beach. You know, had some big talks, I guess, romance on the sunset at the beach. Yeah. You know how that works. Going to, thinking about the future and what they were going to do and just sort of got serious. Yeah, sure did. Yeah, I get it. So uh, they stayed together there and uh, even after he went back to college. Yeah, they were still a couple. Yeah. You know, and she said, well, you know, he wanted to go to college and he wanted to have friends and be the cool guy. Yeah. So he was finally out from under his parents and he was able to do whatever he wanted to do and he was easily influenced. Yeah. And, uh, the first night he was there, well, he went in and did some body shots off some girl. 
first night there. The first, very first night. And it got Snapchatted. It did, and uh, she saw it from some other girl's Snapchat. Yeah, and, and they broke up. And they broke up. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of went off the deep end and went and started to party central. Yeah. So, you know, kind of like what we're thinking is, you know, well, well, when she said, you know, he's kind of out, now he's out from under his parents, I'm sure maybe he, his dad or his stepmom, maybe they run a pretty tight ship. And Could have. When Once he got free, he just went buck wild, as they mm-hmm. say. <laughs> buck wild. <laughs> so he probably walked in and went, holy moly, they're drinking body sets. Or even, even if he, maybe he even never saw that before. Yeah, he's seeing skin and yeah, doing I, shots. I'm all in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that, that might have been fun for them, but it ruined his relationship. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Right off the bat. First night there. Yeah. And also that fall of his freshman year, he decided to join a fraternity. Yeah. TKE. Yeah. Tau Kappa Epsilon. That's right. Yeah. And he became the freshman representative. Mm-hmm. So he was becoming the popular guy, the cool guy. He was the cool guy. Yeah. And hanging out with his fraternity buddies and doing the partying. That's right. Yeah. And his first year went pretty well, actually, even though he's doing a lot of partying. I think he held his grades up a little bit and mm-hmm. uh, had a lot of friends and doing doing well. Yeah. And then uh, come home for the summer yes. of the next year. Mm-hmm. Ain't much uh, about that summer. Don't you can't find much information about that summer, so I don't know what happened there. No. Mm-mm. I think he, he came home and he probably got a job or something. Yeah. Doing that kind of stuff and uh, just getting ready to go back to school. Yeah. So he goes back to Appalachian State University. Yep. The following fall. And the very first night there. Yes. Yeah. He gets into some trouble. Yeah, he he, he had attended a fraternity party. Mm-hmm. And uh, he kind of had a little too many. Yeah. They'd, first, they'd went out to uh, an App State hangout. It was called the Klondike Cafe. Mm. And they, it was a trivia night there. And he was hanging out with some, some of his fraternity brothers. Right. And then they went back and started doing some drinking. Doing the party. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's when he made another mistake. Yeah, he, he uh, got behind the wheel of a car. He did, and drove uh, through campus. Mm-hmm. And uh, was pulled over by a campus police officer. Well, when you pull right out in front of one, you might get pulled over. Yeah. Yeah. So they took him to jail. Yep, and he got arrested for DWI. Yeah. And uh, he kind of didn't want to tell his family what was going on here. Oh, heck no. No. Yeah, I think he had actually told his parents later that he had been walking home and got stopped for drunken disorderly. But, in fact, he had actually called Kayla to come to the police station and pick him up. Come bail him out. Yeah. Yeah. So she, this was at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yes. So she gets in her car and drives to Boone, North Carolina to yeah, Over 100 him, miles away, yeah. Help him out, yeah. And when That's she, a good person. You know that? Oh, yeah. There ain't many people going to do that. No. Would you do it? No. No. I'd be like, well, I'll be here in the morning. I'd do that for my kid. And, well, yeah. Yeah, but it, it, she was a special person to do that, man. Right. Especially after she, after the way he did. I, mean, she, I don't say he treated her bad, but just doing silly shit. Yeah, but she gets to Boone, North Carolina there at the police station. She gets bonus points. Yeah, and Martin has already been released. Yeah, and he's out in the parking lot. Yeah, and he is pissed. Yeah, he's upset and embarrassed and mad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been a hell of a day, you know. Yep. So he, you know, she pulls up and they they exchange some heated words, and I think uh, he just took some money and threw it at her and said, "Here's your money, just go back." And like she's like, "Look, I I got up and used my gas and get up in the middle of the night to come here and get you, and you you treat me like this." And he threw money at her and said, "There well, you go, just going back home." And she's like, "Well, <laughs> I don't I don't feel I need to be treated like this, and I'm not going to take it." Yeah. So they broke up right there, right then and there. Yep. So Martin, he had some. 
adulting that day. Yeah. yeah. He had some grown-up stuff going on. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. He had grown-up stuff, and he wasn't growing up with it. Don't yep. sound like to me. Yeah, but it took, it, Mar- it took Martin about 24 hours to tell his parents about the DWI. Yeah. Well, he's probably terrified. Yep. And I still don't know if he told them about the, the DWI. Maybe it was just a drunken disorderly. Yeah, it could have been. Right. And I don't know how to explain the... I don't have any license part. No. <laughs> no, but Martin had told them that uh, he wanted to come home. Yep. Yep. Yeah, after wrapping up uh, for the holidays, yeah, he had told his dad, you know, I think I need to come home. Yeah. So that was probably a good thing. Yeah. I think he, he probably realized that he, he needed to reel it back a little bit and uh, regroup. Get his stuff together. Yeah. If I'm going to do this, I need to do it right. I'm partying way too much and my grades are crap and it's just uh, time to go home and refocus yep so he goes back home and he gets a job with a family friend and working and making some money yeah it takes the whole semester off here yeah yeah so after taking the semester off martin went back to boone north carolina mm-hmm. and we moved in with a couple guys yeah his fraternity buddies mm-hmm. but he didn't tell anybody there that he wasn't going to App State. Right. He enrolled at Caldwell Community College. Yeah, his dad said that uh, he went, went back and, and taking some online classes, and he was trying to kind of catch up from the, the semester he took off, but also trying to to uh, get some better grades and take his uh, GPA up a little bit so he could actually get enrolled back into ASU. Yeah. Yeah. And get his life back in order. Right. So, so he moved in to kind of give it the look that he's back, but he wasn't truly back. Yeah. Well, as far as the schooling was concerned. Yeah, he was pretending to be at App State, but actually enrolled in actually online courses. Yes. Through Caldwell Community College. Caldwell Community College is one county over. Hmm. So, yeah, that's what he was doing. Right. And I don't know why would, why would you do that? And, and it seems like to me it cost you a lot more money just to stay, I mean, you could stay at home. But I guess he just wanted to give the illusion that he was he was the cool kid and he's back in. He's back here. Back in town. Back in town. Right. You know, anyway, while he's doing this, you know, he was he was earning good grades while, you know, doing his online classes, and everything seemed fine up until about the spring of 2016. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, midway through the semester, he just started showing up, or he just stopped showing up on campus or even logging in to get his assignments or anything. Yeah. So something weird going on here. Yeah. Or, you know, and around the same time, Martin Berry abruptly dropped out of all of his uh, internet communities, which he'd been active, you know, for a long time. He was had a couple of group chats. One was a think a high school chat where they all go to the beach together yeah and then another one was one of his fraternity things yeah so he dropped out of left the group chat and i think kayla had actually called him and asked him why he had dropped out of it right and she even said it was something that they never used really unless they were they were going to the beach or you know around the time that they go to the beach she just had got a message saying that martin had had left the, the chat yeah or the group whatever yeah i've got those messages before people left groups like that right yeah and i've left them myself but mm-hmm. She just thought it was kind of odd, and she was like, mm, what's going on? He's like, nothing, really. Just So I think he's just trying to separate himself, it seems like. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But he'd also, like you said, left uh, one of the fraternity yeah. chat groups. And his brothers, you know, they, they thought something was up, too, you know, mm-hmm. when he left their chat. It's kind of odd. Yeah. Now, on April the 20th, this is on a Wednesday, John Roberts, this is uh, Martin's dad, he was expecting to get a call from Martin. Yeah, he had talked to him what, earlier in the week. Yeah. And, you know, and they were going to talk about classes and money and a paycheck Martin was going to get from his restaurant job and just the semester and just, you know. Setting up a budget and keeping it straight and narrow. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, and I get that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially after everything he's been through. And, to, basically, he's like, look, I need to kind of 
not really chaperone, but we just need to keep you focused here. Yeah, and I think he's even going to talk about getting with an advisor to see how he's going to track for his classes too. Right. So, yeah, sounds like Dad is pretty involved with what he's got going on. Right. He's, he probably feels like he needs to be. Yep. You know. But now, John, his dad didn't receive a call from Martin on Wednesday mm-hmm. like he'd been told. Yeah, I think he said he's going to call him back Tuesday or Wednesday. And he's like, well, you know how teenagers are, you know, especially a college-age kid. You know, I'm gonna, I'll give you a call tomorrow and the next day, and then they get busy doing other thing and just let it slip. Yeah. And then still on Thursday, he still didn't, didn't get a call. Yeah. So by Friday morning, he's wondering what the hell's going on. But now on this Thursday, April the 21st, Martin's roommate said they saw him in passing. And he told them he was going to the library and took a backpack and a water bottle and left. And around lunchtime this Thursday, Martin ran into a cousin of his who was attending App State. Right. And this is a female. Yeah. I don't. We've never been able to find her name, but they they were cousins, but they never spoke much. Well, probably they weren't close. No, they weren't close at all. Right. But they they also attended App State, and he had walked up to her at a bus stop. Yes, he was actually on the other side of the street and seen her at the bus stop at the Apple Cart. Yeah, this is right near the convocation center there on app yeah one of the main bus stops i think yeah and seen her on there so he actually crossed the street and went over and they talked for 15 20 minutes yeah yeah and she said you know after when they asked her later that everything seemed normal and fine to me Mm -hmm. you know so she didn't think nothing was up yep so she got on the bus and he walked away towards a busy intersection yes and he told her that he was going to his frat house that's right now by 4 p.m that day martin wasn't back at his house and his friends stopped over to see him, but he wasn't in his room. And he, well, his dad was like, "Okay, we got to figure out what the hell's going on because I ain't heard nothing from him." Yeah, he wasn't returning no calls. He wasn't no no text or nothing. So he actually he didn't have any of uh, Martin's roommates' numbers, but he did know the number of the guy who was renting the house to him. Yeah, the landlord. The landlord. Yeah. So he called him and said, "Look, I can't get a hold of my son, and I don't have the other guy's numbers, and there was no landline in the house. Everybody had cell phones." Yeah. So he said, ask him if he would go over and check on him for him. Mm-hmm. And then the landlord actually called one of the other guys. Yeah. And when he called the friends, so they went to uh, to go over and check on him. Yeah. So they went to, and they uh, peeked in, opened the bedroom, and went into the bedroom, and then that's when they found a lot of stuff. Yeah, they actually found a note in yeah. the room. Yeah, they found uh, his laptop, his cell phone, and his wallet and everything. And it's like his, his dad said, well, you know, he wasn't like the the – neatest the neatest guy in the world so and then there was like a note laying face down on top of a pile of stuff on his bed mm-hmm. yeah and then uh the note you know kind of contained like a farewell of sorts it didn't nothing they have really haven't said what the actually note said it was a note basically saying that he was leaving he was disappointing in himself and he didn't really say where he was going to go or what he was going to do but it was basically saying that uh my family's given me a lot of opportunities and i have not taken advantage of any of them yeah. So, you know, and it didn't say nothing about he was going to harm himself, but it didn't say he was going to or, or he was or he wasn't. So it didn't say nothing about that at all, as far as we've been told. Mm-hmm. But it is odd that his, everything was in the room. I mean, even um, his his phone, his iPad, his laptop, even his bank card. They found his bank card in a pair of pants, you know, in that bundle of stuff. So that's kind of odd. Yeah. So all he had with him was a backpack 
that his cousin that saw him with at the yeah, bus stop. That and a bottle of water, whatever it said. Yeah. But you know, they said that, uh, you know, the, the day before this, that one of his other uh, fraternity brothers had actually taken him to run a few errands and had taken him, he got a haircut. And went to the grocery went store. Went to the grocery store and said it seemed like he just bought normal stuff like he did. And later we found out that a lot of the stuff he bought was like frozen meals. But he had like a, a small refrigerator in his room that was separate from the house refrigerator. Like the, com- the community fridge. Yeah. yeah. So, But you're thinking if he bought frozen stuff, you know, those fr- those small refrigerators don't have very much freezer. You no. wouldn't get one or two things in there. That's maybe. about right. So that's kind of odd that he would buy that stuff. And then when they went to check on him this day, the refrigerator was empty in his room. Yeah. So that's another odd very, thing. Very, very odd. I mean, did he cram his backpack full of this stuff? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of odd. I mean, this yeah. is all stuff we don't know. There's... Like like his dad said, there's a million questions and very little answers here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it seems like Martin is just trying to keep up his facade. You know, everything was going great. And then his note eluded. He's been tired of just faking. And this is when uh, Martin's dad and his stepmom, Abby, they head for Boone. Yeah, wide open. Remember, Martin was just getting tired of not living up to his expectations. I think he's just being hard on himself here, actually. Yeah. Because Martin, all he was but doing. I get it, man. All yeah. he was doing there was partying. Right. Yeah. And he, nobody knew that he was enrolled at Caldwell Community College. Right. And he hadn't logged into his classes in over a month. A month. Yeah. So so he so, really wasn't there either. Now, get this, Dale. You know, he had friends all over campus and stuff, and he was telling his, his friends and his fraternity brothers different stories about what he was doing. Mm-hmm. He ended up te- – he would tell his frat brothers that he was – going to work or going to class or library or hanging out with his cousin yes and he would tell other people that he was at the fraternity house or or with his roommates shooting basketball yeah and his roommates were like hey we ain't shot basketball in weeks Mm -hmm. and then they talked to the cousins like well i ain't seen him and then they talked to other friends well i hadn't seen him since he came back you know this semester yeah so he was like you said he was playing kind of a round robin kind of thing where i'll tell you this tell them that tell this i mean but he was in reality wasn't with any of these people no it was like missing time that he was having. Yeah, so what's going on? And and also, uh, you know, they found his cell phone in his room, but uh, his cell phone was broken. Right. Dad said, he said, you know, he didn't know that either, even though he had tried to call and do this stuff. But, you know, when he had talked to him before, they said that he was using his iPad through the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Is how he was uh, talking to him. Yeah, chatting through the, the iPad, yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of crazy stuff going on here. Very crazy stuff. So the last time he was seen was at that bus stop. And these buses, they have cameras on them. Yeah, lots of Yeah, and they record the driver, the area around the bus, the passengers on the bus, and I think going up and down the street. It's all for safety reasons. But I get the, it. the last time Martin was spotted was at that corner there in front of the, the Holmes uh, Communication Center. It was like a 17-second window where they had him on camera. Yeah. And didn't uh, another passing bus catch him when he was on the corner? I don't think so. Hmm. That, that I don't know. Okay. But but one of them did when they seen him walk away, and then they seen him check both sides. Yeah, look both road. ways before he crossed the street. Right. So they figured that they knew which way he went. Otherwise, why would you check both ways? Yeah. In, even though he walked out of camera frame. Yeah. Yeah. If you look both ways, you have to cross the street pretty much. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to do that and then just keep going the way you're going or, you know, go against the grain there. But that was the last time Martin was ever spotted or anything. Yes. Now, the police, they received a tip from a young woman who knew Martin, and she said on the day that Martin walked away from that bus stop, she saw him walking towards Trout Lake. Yes. Now, Trout Lake was a 
popular spot for college students, and it had a lot of water activities, and it had hiking trails and walking trails. Yeah, and he liked that was the stuff he did. He liked yeah. that. Yeah. Now, uh, one possible theory was that Martin had packed food and decided to go on a hike, and maybe something happened while he was on that hike. And the police there in Boone, they stopped at nothing to find out what happened to Martin. Highway Patrol come in with a nighttime helicopter. Yeah, because they said it was like some really chilly weather, you know, the first few days. So they brought in the helicopter. To yeah, with night vision and, night vision and heat sensors. Yeah, yeah. You know, and when he went when he went missing, he was wearing like a black short sleeve um, Appalachian State windbreaker. Yeah, or well, wearing short sleeve shirt with a Appalachian State windbreaker, khaki shorts and his gray New Balance shoes, and wearing a white golf visor. Yeah. So yeah, you didn't want to be out in a too, not, too cold night. No, you're not dressed for warm weather. Right. Mm-mm. But, you know, I don't know, dude. I mean, if he bought a bunch of damn frozen meals and you had that in his back pocket, that ain't going to do you no good if you're going hiking. No. It's like it's like he had somebody somewhere else that he was going to see or something, or maybe he was trying to take care of somebody else. Now, Martin's dad, John, said that Martin wasn't the type to go on hikes and stuff or, or be prepared to hike anywhere because, you know, the Appalachian Trail crosses near there. Right. So he wouldn't be the one to leave and go on the Appalachian Trail. Well, he said he liked to go hiking and stuff, but he didn't. I mean, you got to be prepared to do that kind of thing. And it takes he months to prepare for that. He didn't have the right equipment to do yeah. that. I mean, he said he had, a, you know, just a regular old backpack. He didn't think he had a tent or sleeping bag, none of that stuff there. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to have all that. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just kind of strange. Yeah. So, like, you know, I mean, what the hell? If he went and bought a bunch of frozen meals, and maybe, I don't know, that he packed them in his backpack, hell, somebody else might have got them, but you think maybe he was he was seeing somebody else or trying to take care of somebody else is why he was telling everybody he was somewhere else? I don't know. Maybe he didn't want anybody to know who he's hanging out with? Could have been. There's a third party there somewhere that they, so, they yeah. don't want, that he don't want them to know about. Yeah, it seems to me. Yeah. Because it's... Everything is so damn fishy. It's just, it's just. This just uh, baffles me. I know. And I've I've racked my brains over this and trying to figure out what the hell happened to this guy. Now, also, while they were in Martin's room looking through his stuff, they found some antidepressant pills too, Dale. Yeah, they did. They were in a bag though. Yeah. They were like they weren't prescribed a, to him. Yeah, in a in a pill bottle, and they were just in a bag. It was in a bag. And the bag was reported to be dusty. Yeah, like, like so he hadn't, like it had been laying there for a while. Yeah, he hadn't used them. Right. And Martin didn't have a prescription for him, and he hadn't been to a doctor for anything like that or been diagnosed with depression. Right. So they don't know where they come from. Now, looking back on it, he may have, should have been taking them. Yeah. I mean, he had they have a reason to be. And they even thought that he might have had them, uh, got them from somebody else that was maybe suicidal or something, wanting to yeah. take pills. And so he got them so they wouldn't be taking them. Yeah, like say, here, I'll leave you enough to to take what you're supposed to take but i'm taking the rest of them so you can't overdose or something exactly something like that yeah yeah that that would make sense but Mm -hmm. i don't know it's crazy now one of the theories about martin was that he was miserable and depressed yeah like i like i said in martin's note he referenced that he was tired of keeping up with the false narrative of his life yeah and he told his family that he was back at app state when he was really doing online classes at the community college right and his dad said his grades were fine but like we said, he hadn't logged any classes for over a month when he disappeared. Right. What well, do you think? How much pressure adds on you, man? That's got to be a lot of pressure. Keeping up, keeping up a fake, keeping like, up that facade. Yeah. Yeah. And like we said, the police spoke to the counseling center there at school, and there was no proof that Martin ever got any mental health counseling at all. Right. 
Well, I'm going to tell you what, the, the police at this thing, they did everything and anything they could do to find this kid. Yeah. I mean, they checked everywhere that you could check, and every angle that came up, they checked it. And they were reporting in with the family a couple or three times a day. Yeah. So they were on top of stuff, even though they're a small department. They were really right. on top of it. Yeah. And Kudos uh, to them guys. Exactly. A lot of times we, we throw the cops under the bus or uh, for doing a trashy job, but this is definitely not one of them times. Being arrogant, you know. Right. But they weren't uh, too proud to call in extra help to no. get advice on stuff. They took anything and everything they could get, even having a— Yeah, they had a forensic lady come from— uh, She was employed at Western Carolina. Yeah, and she had a uh, cadaver dog that would smell— decomp in water yeah and i think the dog's name was layla yeah they come and they check water they check the woods they they check everywhere and anything and anything in any little league they run it down mm-hmm. i mean everything yep even as far as and they did you know they found a fake id also in his room yes and they even uh run that down and uh, another thing you know uh they went they tried to go through his phone but it was an apple phone so they really didn't get far even though and even the police said that they had great conversations with apple you know a lot of times people are saying that apple won't help nobody get anything or whatever said that basically what it is is they're so uh, tight on security anytime you shut one of those devices off and turn them back on they change the uh, password itself unless you know the actual pin code yeah so so while you're trying, and then if you put it in 10 times the wrong way, it just uh, erases everything and then uploads it into the cloud. Mm-hmm. He said, well, after they tried so many times, they just figured that's the way to go. So they did it, and then it uploaded everything into the cloud. But all that was there was a few emails and some other stuff, nothing that was helpful at all. Yep. But he did have a Dell laptop, too. Yes. And they did search that Dell laptop in some places he was searching, some uh, search history, and they did find it. He had looked up... Uh, the Marine Corps and then um, exercises to join the Marines, you know, the mm-hmm. what they have to do to be able to join the Marines. But they checked with the local recruiters around the area, and uh, Martin hadn't joined the military or anything. They right. didn't, yeah, they even checked with his ID and with the fake ID to run all the numbers to make sure that he wasn't in anything. He hadn't already yeah. joined under a fake name or anything. So, yeah. So kudos to the cops. They're doing everything they could do here. Yeah, exactly. There was another theory that Martin had committed suicide. Like I said, Martin, he didn't have a driver's license at the time he disappeared. Right. And the police checked records for any bus or cab that might have been taken, Mm -hmm. but there were no records on that. And Martin was also seen several times on foot the day he walked away from the bus stop. And like we said, uh, he was seen walking toward Trout Lake and Winkler's Creek Road. And the theory is that Martin walked to the lake and maybe died in the water. But there have been dive teams, like we said, and sonar equipment and cadaver dogs mm-hmm. that searched the water, but nothing was found. They didn't find nothing. No. You know, and they said, well, people would call in and go, well, what if he just, like, went to California and worked on a pot farm and was getting paid cash and just disappeared? And they're like, well, we can't check all the pot farms, but they, like you said, they definitely could check every bus and every any way out of here, mm-hmm. and they come up with nothing. But they checked. Yeah. And there was another theory that Martin just wanted to start a new life because his note didn't say anything about suicide or anything like ending his life. No. Mm-mm. It was just saying he's basically tired of putting up, living a fake life. But this is according to the parents because you know, they hadn't released a note at all, so we really don't know what the note yeah, says. Yeah, still to this day they haven't. Yeah. But Martin walked away from the bus stop before he disappeared, but where did he go on foot? And his family said that Martin was athletic, but he didn't like to sweat. And the police also released a grainy video of Martin walking away from the bus stop. And he wasn't exactly dressed for the long walk 
to start a new life. No. Dealt with a backpack and a bottle of water. There's another theory that uh, someone maybe wanted to hurt Martin or wanted to do him some harm. Yeah. Well, and then there's another side theory where it said that uh, somebody had actually said that, you know, maybe they got up there and was party drugs if they were up there, and, you know, not necessarily just smoking pot, but like mm-hmm. if they were doing cocaine or if they were doing uh, some molly or ecstasy or whatever you want to call it. But uh, there was a rumor back home where this guy was telling that he had heard that two dudes that were friends in town would go up and see uh, Martin, you know, a lot and go up there. Yeah hang out and party and go up there several weekends and then they got the idea that they were going to go up there and, and rob the drug dealer and uh said that you know whatever they come up with that martin was opposed to this deal but they thinking maybe something like that would happen and then the guy would like just kill him or something yeah but that's kind of far-fetched if you ask me it is far-fetched and the guy who actually was telling this was he didn't want to be identified and was using uh, some kind of voice disguise you know from what we heard but yeah that's kind of far-fetched but it's it's still a theory now about four months after martin disappeared there was a coroner that reached out to the boone police i think they were from indiana and they were investigating some human remains they had found they found a leg yeah and the remains were a leg and a foot with a new balance shoe on yeah it was gray just like the one he was wearing Mm -hmm. but the sneakers were the same brand but they were a size and a half larger than what martin would wear yeah and the police did a parental DNA test, and it did not match Martin. Right. So. Back to square one. Back to square one, yeah. But Martin's family, they started a $10,000 reward for any information on Martin's case. And Martin's family also created a Help Find Martin Roberts Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Now, just a little bit of description of Martin. Now, he has two tattoos, one on his forearm presenting the mountains of boone and the, the other one is a lyrics that's on his rib cage and it's the lyrics to a bob marley song called zion train yeah and the lyrics read don't gain the world but lose your soul wisdom is better than silver or gold yeah yeah you know and speaking of the cops doing so much they could do they even you know when they run out the the chief of police sent out a message, you know, asking anybody for information to come help us find this guy we're doing all we can, but somebody out there knows something, please help us, you know. You can be anonymous if you want, but we're just reaching out because we're at an end of our rope and we need some help. But yep. said they didn't get anything, which is kind of shocking. Yep. Now, the family, they keep posting stuff on Martin's Facebook page and his help, his Find Me page, and, you know, they just tell him, you know, if you're out there, just let us know. Yeah. If you, uh, if you don't want to be found, that's fine. Just let us know you're, you're okay. Yeah, that's all they want. Right. Yeah. And they can deal with other stuff later. Just tell us you're okay. Mm. I can't imagine, man. No, this is crazy, man. And this is just one of the most baffling things we've researched. Yeah. Because it's just a straight dead end. And then what was a, one of the quotes was, if I believed in the X-Files, you would think it was just a, a ship came down and took him up and went away. That's one of, one of the detectives said, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he just disappeared, man. Yeah, like he was never, never there. Just poof. Yeah, with you know a lot of stuff, it doesn't just doesn't make sense. But at the time of his disappearance, Martin was 19 years old. Today he would be 26 years old. Mm-hmm. He was a uh, five foot nine to five foot eleven. His weight was 140 to 150 pounds. He was white Caucasian. His last date of contact was April 21st, 2016. And it was from Boone, North Carolina, Watauga County. 
and the current circumstances of his disappearance was last seen walking away from the apple cart bus stop at the corner of river street and blowing rock road mm-hmm. and his hair color is brown it's kind of short no facial hair his eyes are blue he has those two tattoos right you know and we saw on the charlie page where it actually says roberts may be in need of medical attention for unspecified reasons yeah and that's kind of wild because i hadn't heard that anywhere else Mm-hmm. Hmm. very strange it is whole story is strange yeah i just don't know what happened to this kid man yeah that is the question any of you guys know yep but if you, you know and, and that's what's strange too even you reached out to uh some people that you know that actually was there during this time yeah and they had never heard of this yeah uh, but reached out to a guy today that went to school there during this time and he had never heard of it yeah never seen you'd think that it, you know? it had missing person flyers around or everywhere you would yeah think. As much as, I mean, as much police activity was going on, surely you would think somebody noticed something. But, yeah, you know, and where we are here, there's a lot of, that's a pretty popular school for kids around here, you know. Yeah, because you can be there in just a couple hours. Yeah, it's not far, but it's a, still a major university, you know. Yes. Yeah, I mean, this guy, this kid just disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah, poof. Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of I lean toward the theory that maybe he just was going somewhere and met with foul play. Uh, that'd be awful damn coincidental with all this other stuff going on that it would be foul play. Yeah. I mean, like he was planning on doing something. I don't really think, uh, I really don't think he killed himself. I think they would have found him. Not being in touch with the family and telling one group of people one thing and another group of people another thing. Yeah, something. There's a lot of shady shit going on there. Yeah. Yeah, this kid, he had some stuff going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe he got into something deep and couldn't get out of it. Yeah. Could have been. I mean, living there in, in Boone, not attending classes just not even going to school there not attending classes for somewhere else and, while and like we said he was telling some of his friends and roommates that he was going to a job but there was no job right. he had no job they had found some applications in his room that he had filled out for jobs right but they didn't find any employment on him that yeah he was, there was no record that he was working yeah he wouldn't there wouldn't be any kind of taxes being taken out on him for anything for employment right you know and the, even the, the police said they went when they checked his bank records and stuff you know everywhere had been used nothing had been used afterwards but before it's not like he didn't take a large sum of money out and actually his bank account was usually floating around five or ten bucks so it's not like he had a ton of money either so, unless he was doing something on the table and just had a, a little nest egg of cash now that he could be doing he yeah could, you know, I hate to speculate on people that, you know, you have no nothing that we don't know anything about it, but there could have been a drug thing going on. Like if, if the other guy with the with the voice thing could have been onto something, he could have, if he was selling selling some kind of a drugs or something, he could have had a cash stash. Yeah. And then maybe he took some cash and then somebody, whoever he owed that to was, yeah. you know, it was catching up to him. Yeah, we don't mean to disrespect Martin anyway. No, no, we're just no, exploring no. all the theories out there. Yeah, we're just, uh, what do you call it, brainstorming here. Yeah. Throwing it out on the table. I mean, anything is possible at this point. Yeah, because nothing makes sense Mm-mm. at all. But if anybody has any information on James Martin Roberts, they can contact the Boom Police Department at phone number 828-268-6940, or they can contact their local Crime Stoppers or yeah, whatever they want to do. Or they can hit us up if you don't want to talk to nobody, and we'll do it for you. Yeah, we'll do it for you too. Yes. But there's somebody knows something out there about this kid, man. Got to. Yeah. It's just it's too odd. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy story. 
So and it remains unsolved for sure. But this is the disappearance of James Martin Roberts. That's right. Yep. Anybody has any information, just let somebody know. Listen. All right, Dale, we're going to get out of here, bud. Let's roll, bro. We want everyone to be safe. Please be careful and always be aware of your surroundings. Because the next episode could be about you. This is the Crack House Chronicles.